Welcome to the Watson Innovations Podcast, brought to you by IBM. My name is Eve Marie Lanza, and today I'm speaking with Brian Lovies, Program Director for Watson Emerging Technologies. Brian has over 18 years' experience in product strategy and development and a passion for driving customer value through great products. Lately, he's been focusing that enthusiasm on a new market challenge, conversational experiences. Today, he'll be talking with us about Watson Conversation, a new service on the Watson Developer Cloud that enables organizations to build natural, human-like question-and-answer capabilities for applications within minutes. No specialized expertise required. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So why are so many organizations today considering the adoption of conversational applications? Yeah, you know what? I think there are several reasons, right? But it's all driven through the consumer wanting to basically get questions answered or tasks done much faster and much easier, right? And that's frankly what's driving customer engagement in general, right? And so if you think about a lot of the trends that are going on in in the marketplace today, uh, millennials is a classic, which is now representing, you know, one of the largest segments in the workforce today, right? And so they have, and based on all the research that we've done and sort of what we've seen in the market, there is no desire for millennials to be picking up 1-800 numbers, try to find the phone number, go through that process. Um, there's much more and easy, effective ways for individuals to be able to do that now, particularly millennials. We see stuff like messaging platforms becoming obviously much more important because the fact they are low effort, asynchronous, and very easy to do, right? So we're starting to see a big shift, and a big part of that is to be able to automate a lot of those uh, interactions with customers uh, on the channel of their choice, frankly, and, and when they essentially on their terms, right, and when they want to do it. So there's a lot of real good reasons, but it's ultimately about consumers being able to do things as fast, as quick as they want to do them. Great. So what has prevented companies from using conversational applications or deploying them on these channels? Uh, so I think there's a couple of reasons, right? If you look historically around virtual agents in general, they were largely built on handcrafted rules that, you know, over time became um, extensive to manage, very brittle, those types of things. And so with artificial intelligence and cognitive computing, there are a lot of uh, more effective uh, machine learning techniques to be able to automate that process and, in fact, you know, boost the performance in terms of understanding what a user is saying and responding accordingly. So there's been a lot of innovation uh, in terms of machine learning in this space that has made the process much easier for organizations to adopt. And most specifically as well, with Watson Conversations, we'll talk about in just a little bit, you know, a lot of the machine learning concepts are now obscured from the user so that non-technical, non-machine learning experts can now start to build out these conversational solutions. So those are some of the primary reasons. Uh, And again, I think some of the channels that I alluded to a little bit earlier around messaging and others are also starting to drive that automation as well. Great. You talked a little bit about Watson Conversation. Can you tell me more about this new service and how it's helping companies address these challenges? Yeah, so we just released Watson Conversation Service, right? And and really, it's designed and targeted to be a very simple experience um, for business users in conjunction with developers to be able to pick up the service uh, and its associated tooling and build out conversational applications. The idea here is that you can really start to add a natural language interface Uh, into your applications to start to automate interactions with the users. And it can be as simple as command-driven applications, maybe and possibly for a wearable device, 
or a lot more sort of comprehensive um, types of interactions, you know, using robots and other sort of mediums. But the whole goal of Watson Conversation is really targeted at making it real simple for people to be able to build and create conversational experiences for their applications. Great. Does that, that make sense? Really, it does. It absolutely does. And it sounds really interesting, and I'm sure that some of our listeners out there have heard about conversation and, and other kind of tools that are out there. What makes Watson Conversation different? So I think there's a couple of things that makes Watson Conversation different. Like one of the things that we've learned in this space is developers are absolutely required, right? Because there's front-end integration into the different channels that's going to be required. There's typically back-end integration that's going to be required. So we know the developer is a key area or persona that we need to ensure is satisfied with this. But the other aspect of this is the business user, right? And so one of the things that we've strived to achieve with Watson Conversation is to be able to allow these users, the business user and the developer, to co-create these applications, right? So if there's very specific dialogue that a business user wants to modify or create or those types of things, that they can go into the tooling uh, and do those types of things. Or, in fact, if they want to start to train the system, the, there's no sort of machine learning required. So one of the key things that we think is different around Watson Conversation than a lot of the uh, the applications that are out there today is literally allowing the tooling to allow the developer and the business user to partner together uh, and not having to have those sort of machine learning specialized expertise to be able to do that. So obviously ease of use is critical to that. Being able to deploy conversational solutions on really any channel, right? So anywhere where an API can be exposed, uh, obviously mobile native apps could be messaging channels robots, those types of things. But anywhere um, where you, you can essentially expose to a device or machine, a natural language experience, really, you can sort of plug in Watson Conversation. The other big sort of difference, right, and more to come on that later this year, but the ability to start to augment, you know, conversational use cases with other services that exist on the Watson Developer Cloud platform, right? So you could imagine, you know, integrating speech, right? And we've already got sample apps that demonstrate how you can do that today. But bringing that closer inside the tooling, I'm also starting to look at, you know, how do I bring in and understand the particular mood or tone of an individual? So we have a new service, relatively new service, on our Watson Developer Cloud platform called the Tone Analyzer. Being able to leverage the Tone Analyzer in your conversational experience so that if somebody's upset, you have the ability to detect that they're upset and appropriately deal with that particular situation. So a lot of opportunity to start to add in these other Watson Developer Cloud experiences into, uh, into your use case. And probably the last thing, you know, in the space of where we're different, we have spent, obviously, since our Jeopardy days, a tremendous amount of effort in our research around, you know, optimizing the algorithms uh, in the machine learning and cognitive approaches. So it leverages deep learning. And the whole idea here is to maximize our ability to understand, you know, really the meaning or intent behind a particular phrase. So we also believe that through all of the research that we've done and benchmarking against other industry solutions in this space, that we believe we have a more accurate response in general with the service as well. But those are really the sort of highlights and key differences of, of Watson Conversation. So can you elaborate a little bit on how Watson Conversation works? Yeah, absolutely. So let me kind of just start out by there are kind of three main components inside of Watson Conversation. Um, there's this concept of an intent, concept of an entity, and a concept of dialogue. And these really, together as concepts, work together to drive out the conversational experience. So let me walk you through some fairly simple examples of how this might work. So what we've learned in self-serve applications is that the same questions come in time and time again, but are asked very differently from an end user standpoint. So something as simple as a password reset. You know, I, I can't log into your site. Um, you know, I need to reset my password. How do I get a new password? I'm having trouble with my password, right? All of those questions 
could have very much the same intent, which is trying to reset a password. So, you know, one of the sort of key aspects of Watson conversation that I alluded to a little bit earlier is to be able to understand the meaning or, in fact, the intent behind a question. So if that question or some variation of that question comes in, the machine learning can pick it up and say, hey, you know, this guy or this girl is looking for an intent uh, in the system of password reset. So intents are sort of a fundamental core component of Watson conversation. Now, that needs to be sort of married from a natural language understanding standpoint with entities, right? So if I said, I'm trying to reset my online banking password, or I'm trying to reset my credit card password, that is the same intent of reset password, but those are essentially different entities in those utterances where you want to react very differently. So in the first example, I'd want to pull out online banking as an entity. In the second example, I want to pull out credit card system as my entity. So you could define different systems as entities that you could extract in that particular utterance, because obviously the action would be very different. One, you would reset your online banking password, and the other one, you'd reset your credit card password. So entity extraction is sort of a key aspect of the Watson conversation service. So between intents and entities, you start to collect some necessary information to, to respond accordingly. Now, the third piece of this is really around context around the application. So, for example, you know, you might want to know who your customer is. Is it a high-value customer? Is it a person who's on their mobile device? You know, where are they on the application that they're asking the question? So there's a whole bunch of external context that can also be elaborated on or leveraged inside of the uh, understanding of the question as well. So between intents, entities, and context, you can now start to build a structure around how you want to respond to your users. So in the password reset example, if it's a password reset and I know what system it is, it's my online banking system, and I know it's Bill Smith, who's a high-value member, he's on his mobile device, right? Maybe then I want to handhold him through a set of steps using our dialogue capability to be able to get him to the proper outcome, right? And of course, the other aspect of this then is I probably need to execute a back-end transaction. And so we've made it very easy in Watson Conversation to be able to hook into back-end systems as well to finalize or execute on the actual transaction that the user is trying to do. But really, the concept of intense entities and dialogues together, leveraging external context, is really sort of the core backbone of what Watson Conversation does to interact with users. How does Watson Conversation handle complex or obscure requests? And are there other Watson services that can help with that? Yeah, no, great question. So I think I mentioned a couple of the earlier ones. But I think the other one that's really important to mention is the Retrieve and Rank service that's also available in our Watson Developer Cloud. So I think the easiest example of sort of how you could use that to augment your use case is conceptually thinking about Siri and how it works, right? So with Siri, you very much have a set of patterns that it recognizes. So it could be something as simple as, I need to text my wife that I'm going to be five minutes home late tonight from work. So that's a very recognizable pattern for Siri. Siri will then, hey, recognize that. It'll walk you through a couple of steps um, to actually send that text off to your wife. But if you ask Siri, hey, what's the difference between the Watson Conversation Service and the Watson Natural Language Classifier Service that exists on our Watson Developer Cloud, it would probably have no idea. And what Siri will do is essentially hand it off to a search-based approach to still help the user with that particular query. So Watson Conversation can work very, very complementary with Retrieve and Rank in that same approach, right? So Watson Conversation can be that sort of quote-unquote short tail to be able to address those common patterns that come into an application, right? What is the password example that I gave a little bit earlier would make complete sense in that context? However, if Watson Conversation, you know, is not confident in its response, one of the options that you can leverage is a handoff to the Retrieve and Rank application or service. 
And with retrieving rank, essentially, you can have a vast quantity or sort of large corpus of content that can be used to help the user in their particular query. So a simple example may be related to a car. So if you're building you know, an application to interact with a car, you could imagine something like turn on my wipers or turn on my headlights would be very common things that somebody would want to do inside of a car. And then you would leverage something like Watson Conversation to model those types of things. But if you alternatively asked it, hey, you know, my exhaust is making a rattling sound, you know, how do I troubleshoot that problem? There's probably content in the user manual to help deal with that typical scenario. And that's where Retrieve and Rank can be very, very useful. So Retrieve and Rank is all about bringing back information, relevant information based on a natural language query from a large corpus of content. And it's built on machine learning processes getting signals from the data using those machine learning approaches to bring back the most relevant content to the particular user. So that's sort of a key sort of complementary service that we see very effective in terms of our partners and customers today. Great. It sounds very powerful. What are some of the things that companies can do with Watson Conversation? Yeah, great question. So I think there's a lot of different things, right? And I think what you need to start looking at is the channel or the medium that's important to your scenario, right? So we've got Hilton with an early version of this where robots are in a lobby of a Hilton hotel in Virginia where you can go up to that robot and start to ask questions like, you know, where's the restaurant? Can you give me a recommendation for somewhere to eat? What time is checkout? You know, those types of things. Clearly, on the mobile front, you know, native applications, you can embed conversational applications there. The messaging channels like Slack and Facebook Messenger and others are other spots. So essentially, anywhere where you, you know, whether it's a machine, a device, a channel, where you can interact natural language, you know, these types of applications can be built. It's really depending on the use case and, and what you're trying to enable within your organization. Does that make sense? It sure does. That's really interesting. All of this has been really fascinating. So where can listeners go to find out more about Watson Conversation? Yeah, so our website's got a tremendous amount of information, right? So you can learn more about the Watson Conversation service in particular by visiting ibm.biz backslash Watson Conversation. And from there, there's a set of demos, videos, um, and how to get up to speed quickly, along with some other assets. But most in particular, that we think is important there's a free trial, so you can go in, sign up for that free trial you know, into Bluemix, launch the conversation service, and build out your own conversational experience, right, without having to spend any money to do that. So that's, you know, there's a lot of information there. You know, please visit the site, and, uh, you know, we welcome the opportunity to hear your feedback as well. Very nice. Thanks. So thanks again for your time today, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great to be here. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. You can find more about this and other cognitive technologies, as well as get links to the resources mentioned on today's show, on the IBM Watson blog at ibm.biz backslash the Watson blog. Don't forget to tune in to the next Watson Innovations podcast. Bye for now.